This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Get everything you need for your next project today at Menards and save big money. LP Smart Side products are the number one brand of engineered wood siding. Smart Side trim and siding offers long-lasting performance and delivers the warmth and beauty of traditional wood. Save big money today at Menards and LP Smart Side products. Plus, visit menards.com to view the weekly flyer and check out all of our great deals happening this week. Save big money at Everybody, welcome to Take the Black React, the Winter is Coming special Game of Thrones after show for the final season ever of the show. Final season. Final season. <laughs> final season. I am Dan Sucky, editor of uh, Winterscoming.net, and you are. I am Sharari Drury, editor-in-chief of Culturist. And we are here to talk about episode 802, still no title. No title yet. Because <laughs> keeping it under wraps. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shari, you are a special guest here. You've never been on the show before. Welcome. Thank you, Dan. Happy to have you. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and is there anything, you have just a base reaction to that? We just watched an hour? hmm Or do you want me to go first? You know, I think my basic reaction is lots of steamy stuff <laughs> happened. It was, it was There was lots of usual. steamy stuff and also lots of whoa reactions is what I'll say, like, or revelations, I guess, lots of whoa things that people were told and found out about that I didn't think they were going to find about, find out this episode, but they did. Like what? What what do they find out that you didn't think they were going to do first? One that kind of actually surprised me was uh, Gendry, like, telling Arya that he's Baratheon's son, like, that kind of shocked me that I knew, I I didn't, I wasn't surprised that they were going to hook up, like, that didn't shock me, but it shocked me that he would... a little. It shocked you a little bit? Yeah, kind of. That, like, that ship actually that came quickly. through? But what, what I liked is that, I mean, if you, make, if you think about it, I think it makes sense. What I love so much about this episode, I, and I think I did love it, because mm-hmm. I watched it at home first, because it might have leaked just a, a teensy just bit. Just a tiny little bit. Beforehand. <laughs> I loved that it was so slow, and so measured, and so just kind of mm-hmm. lingering on, like, small scenes, small character interactions. Yep. Because it was kind of against the grain. Like, you know, Game of Thrones has come under fire a little bit recently for having an incredibly rapid pace, for going too fast. Right. And I'm watching this, and like, this was slow. This was like a play almost. This was so. It kind of was, and it has the beats of a play. So I think that makes sense. Like, of of like a a first act, which I mean, (sighs) if you think about it, with the Battle of Winterfell coming, you're going to need some of. Maybe it's nice to have that slow buildup. Because I don't think there's going to be a single slow moment next week. I think so, you're right. So I think with season one, and, uh, as far as season eight's episode one and two, I think you had to have a lot of that. Because I think once this third episode comes from then on, it's just going to be an avalanche of things and death <laughs> and destruction coming. So maybe you need these first two episodes to reveal things 
get people to meet each other that haven't seen each other in a long time, like have all of that happen because there's no time for it afterwards. I think I'm completely right. I think next week is the giant battle they've been filming forever and we all heard about how big it's going to be, yada, yada, yada. And this, I mean, a lot of this, a lot of this, it wasn't even like plot momentum. It was just characters talking. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of loved it. Although, mm-hmm. l- let's go back to the Arya uh, Gendry stuff. Yes. So let's answer a comment from, we're having a lot of comments in here. Um, Jeffrey, anyone else feeling comfortable with the Arya Gendry love scene? Or was it just me? Ooh, I, you know what though? I was, I was, I felt a little uncomfortable and I think it's not because of them as a couple. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I don't know if you know this, but like, I don't know how old Maisie is. The she's actress, 22. she's twenty-two. She just looks. She's definitely she looks, adult enough. But. She's adult enough, but mm-hmm. I can't help just like I, I think I was commenting on it to like one of our ed- editors, Mia, like when we were watching it. She just she still looks childlike. She does to me. It's just like um, back a while when we saw uh, Tommen. When mm-hmm. he was having his, yeah, <laughs> it's just I know, like I know what you're talking about like any of those scenes where it's like the I get it if the actors are of age or like in the country that they're filming they might be of age whatever whatever the situation is but she looks like she's 16 years old. No, I totally get it. And are you supposed so it to feels be young? Up, right. I, mean, I can't assure anybody wondering. Yes, Maisie Williams is 100 percent of age. She's, she's of age for she's this. She's over scene. 21. Yeah, she can do it. And also, I mean, in terms of just the story, like those two have always had some sexual tension, mm-hmm. like even back when, when she was way too young to do this in the early right. days and they didn't do it then. I mean, it, it, it surprised me to, to answer the person who was, who was uncomfortable about it because, I mean, you do think of Arya as kind of a kid because when we first met her in the first season, she was a little baby. She was a little moppet. She was so tiny. <laughs> she's, and she still hasn't lost her little baby fat in her she cheeks. She hasn't, yeah. I, 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 I think she's one of the people who would just kind of look young for a long time. For a very long Some time. Some people don't have those faces. Yeah. But I think it was important because she's, Arya, the character, is not that girl at all anymore. No. Like, this is a girl who she is. She knows death. Killed a room. She knows death. <laughs> she knows death. Which is a fun bit, right? Who right. doesn't like that? Nice little. Oh, I love ominous it. monologue and throwing things at posts. I mean, I feel like that's kind of what got Gendry turned on a bit. Like, oh, hundred <laughs> percent. That's, that's yeah. his turn on one hundred percent. But it's but it still feels strange because she looks young, and I think even as mature she's come with killing people and things, all of that. It's there's just something about it that feels like, oh, that's happening. Like she's grown up. Like I don't, I don't. Maybe for me at least, I don't see her as grown up fully yet. Still, I don't entirely too. But I think the, 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 one of the themes of this episode was um, how people have changed. Right. A lot of people talked about how much they've changed. Yeah, like we had Jamie literally telling Bran, "I'm not the same person I was when I pushed you out that window." Mm-hmm. Um, we had Jamie and Tyrion talking about like different miss the old days and like, well, no, I was living with my sister and it was kind of bad times. <laughs> it was a little bit weird. We had um, Dolores Ed talking to Sam about how, mm-hmm. like, oh, God, you've killed a White Walker and you love ladies. The world is truly ending. That kind of thing. That, by the way, side comment, mm-hmm. everyone needs to get off Sam. Like, he's done <laughs> a lot. He's accomplished a lot. And that's just, like, my side note is, like, I'm here for Sam. Because he's, he's like, yeah, he's killed things and no one thought he could kill. He's got Gilly. He's the one who helped you know, figure out who John was. So I 100%. feel like, so I, I, I get why he's still getting some shade from like his friends at the nice watch, but I feel like he's accomplished a lot more than a lot of his friends. Oh, have, I, I so. agree with you entirely, but I think that's also the point that, yeah. that, that we think of these people like Arya and Sam, like as we first saw them when yes. Sam was a loser and Arya was a little girl, but they're not like <laughs> they're, they're not. grown up. Arya right. is someone who wants to have sex with the boy she likes. Yeah. And Sam's kind of a badass. Yeah, exactly. So that I saw was running throughout the entire thing. And I, and I liked that a lot. I did too. That also makes me think of what happened with Jamie and Bran a bit because you have, 
not so much like that we still see him that way, but I think that there was that growth of that character that I wasn't expecting. Which one? Uh, with Jamie. Cool. With Jamie Lannister. I think with him it's interesting because I honestly, maybe even up until this episode, I was still expecting some of his ego to show up, some of his cockiness, like some of it. Right. I feel like I haven't felt it's fully like left him, but this episode is when I felt that. When I felt like he has fully let go of the golden lion that he was and now which they brought up yeah which they totally brought that up and then now he's jamie lannister try maybe he's humbled now maybe he has more morals and oh, everything that happened with him in this episode i thought kind of confirmed that he's let go of that and i'm happy for that i was waiting for that to happen because i felt like he had it in him to be a good person but I wasn't sure if it was going to happen even in the final like episodes of season eight. I think you're right. And I think it's important that Bran didn't squeal about um, <laughs> what he did. Cause, right. Which, again, m- m- my little pet theory just going into like a, a nerdy plot thing is that Jamie's important somehow to the war effort. So he couldn't. Mm. So Bran couldn't say that or they'd execute him. Right. I enjoyed that scene. Um, my favorite scene had to be the song, probably, with, oh. with Podrick. I loved, yeah. again, and this is this kind of... Tell, To me, this is what the episode was. The scene where they're all just kind of gathering around the fire Mm -hmm. the night before. And no one's really pushing the plot forward at all. No. But they're all just sitting there and chatting. And again, talking about the old times, talking about the battles they survived. How every single person in that room had been against Winterfell. Yeah, at some point. (laughs) At one point. I joked, uh, I think we tweeted about this too, that like it was like a subtle like rager going on at Winterfell. Yeah, I mean, totally, it, it, it wasn't like it, like it wasn't like frat boy rager. It almost got there with Tormund for a second with his like, <laughs> I've that he reminds me of, and I think someone else mentioned this on Twitter too on our for for cultures. And like, I agree, he makes me think of like Ogre from like Revenge of the Nerds. I don't know if you know I've that never reference, seen it. but he, he, <laughs> I know what he, the movie is, I just feel I'm like saying. he walks and he's like, Nerds. <laughs> I'd be a giant. What did you do? Like he has this, he has that mentality, but I feel like that. that he was fun this episode. He was fun. He was fun. I, I loved it when he watched and he was like, is the big woman still here? Oh, the best part might be when he, um, when he jumped into the frame out of nowhere and like, nowhere. hugged Jon Snow. Just that was a big funny. flame of like red hair that came across. But I no, I, I agree that that scene is, was so interesting because you have so many people that you maybe never even expected to see with each other mm-hmm. ever. And they're all together having conversations like chatting before what's about to be like the worst battle like humanity's ever seen i guess so and i mean it was interesting i am a total sucker for a mournful elegaic dirge sung over a montage of people preparing for battle (laughs) it reminded me immediately of the lord of the Rings scene where pippin uh sings to king denethor in the return of the king anybody else what josh do you think that too I 100% thought that. But hey, I love that scene, and I love this scene. And I, I say, like, it's just too bad that Ed Sheeran couldn't have come back for uh, just a little bit. Like, I don't know why he would have been there. He could have just been, like, ah, just, like, popped out of nowhere, been an angelic voice in the background. But no, that was that was sweet, too. And Podrick's got some lungs. Yeah. Hey, you know, Podrick's had, like, no lines for a long time, but made up for it all right there. Right there with the Jenny song, 100%. <laughs> you, got, you got everything. That's yeah. fine. The mournful montage. And just, I, I, I think, the in retrospect, the point of this episode is to just because it was so slow and it was so mm-hmm. kind of just it just never something you kind of just sit back in like you don't have to like be taking notes like oh what's gonna happen what man theory does that play off it's right. just kind of sitting with these characters so we 
are invested in them when the next episode comes and like half of them die. You That's the point of this episode. No, that makes a lot of sense. And this reminds me, I mean, this is like, it happens with a lot of shows like this, especially mm-hmm. with a series like coming to an end. You have to do a lot of this too. That made me think about that as like, we're, so for some of these characters, like if, if they die mm-hmm. next week, that's it. Like there's, there's, it. there's, there's nothing. And some of them will let, like, let, let's be right. real. Some of those characters who we just were reminded of how much we like, frankly, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's what this episode did. Right. They're going to die a hundred percent. hundred percent. Do you have like, do you have your thoughts on like who's biting it? Let's week? okay. Really quick. So that <laughs> there was a very sweet, so many very sweet scenes this week, a very sweet gray worm Emma Sande scene, Ooh, which was so, I, 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 again, like there were small things that really got to me. Like, mm-hmm. I love that Masande is trying to talk to kids and they're, and, like, and they're like, we've never know. seen a black person before. We're northerners. And um, <laughs> no, that <laughs> was, there off. was, I laugh, but admittedly that was a very awkward scene of, I've never seen this person before. I've never seen a person of this color before. Oh, 100%. And that was that like kind of on its own realm brings up a whole list of questions about Game of Thrones dealing with race. It does. <laughs> it's got a thorny history, it but it, it, thorny, it does yeah. make sense to me that, I mean, look, these are Northerners. They're like snow people. They've, they've no idea what they're looking at. Well, they, I mean, they same thing confused. with the Unsullied too. Yeah. I mean, same thing with Daenerys and dragons, like all of it. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're very like grouped up, kind yeah, of like insular. the way that wildlings are too. Like anyone that's grouped off into an area of this land that we have that hasn't seen anybody else. Like, yeah, they're gonna be like, what is that? Like silver haired lady with dragons over there. So, okay. but yeah. no, and then Masana and have, a, have a, 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 a lovely conversation because mm-hmm. I wasn't, an early adopter of their romance, but I got on board eventually. Just, okay. I don't know. They won me over somehow, but around the time they had sex, I guess just, Oh, it's so beautiful. They were, you know, they, <laughs> they, so they, they, they were slaves and now they're, and, 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 and now they're finding their humanity again. It's so yes. lovely, but they're talking about, let's go on a vacation after the war is done. Yeah, oh, let's go on our spring break. One of them is a hundred percent dying. Oh, I don't yeah. know which one, but a hundred and fifty thousand percent. I almost feel like as much as like, it could be likely that gray worm is because I mean, he's going to sure. be in battle. I, I really, I, and I don't want this to happen because I feel like this is like a trope, especially with like really great female characters mm-hmm. is I feel like with Sandy, something's going to happen. Like she'll sacrifice herself, something will happen or it'll be kind of like the way, like uh, bringing up another whole like thing, like with Avengers where like someone just like dies off in the distance and you, and like they come back from battle and they find out like the way, like some people got snapped in infinity yeah. war and then you come back and you're like, Oh wait, that person's dead. I'm really worried that it's something that happens to her like that, where they go off to battle and they come back and this could be a very creepy scene of like, some people coming back as whites and which you know they have to do they have to do that would be game of thrones writers malpractice if they didn't do that if they didn't do it because they Mm -hmm. need it's it's the same it's like they should take you know a little bit from like the walking dead in that and like bring some characters back just for a second so that people have to look into the eyes of people they loved and see them as oh oh my god it's (laughs) so horrible it sounds so sad awful viking don't do it (laughs) you suck dude you're the worst Exactly. But don't do it. But I have a feeling that's what's going to happen is some of those characters that we love will die and then they'll get they'll get to come back for a second. Yeah. And we'll yes. see and then that. be killed by someone else. Masande or Grey Worm. Grey Worm um, has Tormund, to I think, is probably a good <laughs> candidate for the shopping block just because he's he's not that important to the story, but he's a fan favorite and will be on the front lines. So I can see that happening. I could see it. And Brienne Jamie or like, Brienne. Oh. Oh, right. <laughs> Perhaps Bri- Brienne kills him and like, I'm not interested, Tormund. I'm not. I said no to that date the first 20 times. But that, I could see that. But see, like, that could be a scene where it's like she has that connection to him a bit. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be the one that takes yeah. him out if he's a white. So. 
But if I'm talking about Brienne, I think it's going to be either Jamie or Brienne because of their connection. Ooh. What do you think of the knighting scene? Where Jamie the, oh, knights Brienne. That, that might have been my favorite. Really? Yeah, I could see it. That was a very good one. That, that, was, that was very hard. That was, it was, it just warmed me from the inside and out because Brienne, I think, has been like, I'm not like, I, I have my favorites, like everyone of does. Course. Daenerys is going to be my favorite for so many reasons because I've just loved her character and her storyline from the start. But Brienne, I think, is one of those like, Underlying, I don't want to say an underlying character actually, even either. She's just a secondary character in my mind. She's not like one of these like I mean, big like, main characters. She, she's like one of those characters who, like, on another show could be a lead. Yes. But I feel like in this show is so packed with characters. So like, packed. Someone like her or Davos, who are like really great characters, oh, are just kind of great like. great actors too. They're, like, behind they're them. like just under the front line. Yes. But that's, there's something about Brienne that I think is just so inspiring. I, I think she, because I mean, Plainly, just speaking plainly, she's mm-hmm. a, a female character that has consistently shown that being a woman isn't going to be her downfall in any sense. And it's she it doesn't matter what her gender is. She's going to kick ass. Right. And like and that's who she is. And I think when she was knighted, it was for every woman who's been watching the show who wants to see those kinds of moments that to me got me a little choked up because I was like, she deserved this from day one. And it's also really touching that Jamie's the one that gives it to her. There's a part of, of me that almost wanted her to just knight herself. <laughs> like, who needs to knight her? She could just be a knight on her own. But I think Jamie sure. doing that and and her, like, when she stands up and she's just got, like, the biggest, happiest smile on her oh, face. Oh, it's so nice. I love that Which is why bit. she might die. <laughs> because Or Jamie or could Jamie die. Dies. Perhaps Jamie has to get down there to, her, to, to kill Cersei, who we didn't see in this episode at all. Thankfully. <laughs> I mean, the, the, their relationship kind of came full circle on this. Because yeah. it started out as, I mean, I guess Jamie was the captor, but he always... Right. Thought of herself as better than Brienne, that she was this right. weird freak person that's like a woman knight, way too tall. This shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. And he comes to respect her. And now we're getting to the point where he's like, I will fight under you and command yeah. you because I'm not it as good a fighter as I am. makes me think of that speech that she gave once about like what happened when she was a young girl With and how yeah. and, and how uh Renly like came to her aid when she was like oh everyone made me feel like a princess and then I realized everyone was laughing at me it's like no one laughing at her now she's a knight and she's <laughs> amazing and inspiring and I think it's something that Jamie saw for a while and I think for shippers of those two because I saw a lot of that tonight a lot of people right. being like Brienne and Jamie should be like the next couple I I could see it possibly happening because he has shown her like all of the respect that someone yeah, should. Yeah, respect is the watchword yeah, here, I think. A ton sure. of respect between those two. Yeah. Now. It took a now, while, but it got sure. there. It took, it took some time. I mean, I feel like it was slightly there a little bit, but now Pretty it's Pretty like, early but, on. I mean, it's hard not to like watch Brienne fight and not respect her. Oh, uh, yeah. But she, she's such a great person to go to for emotional because yeah. her character is just... There's like no artifice there. It's all about just being like a big raw nerve and vulnerable and yes. open and just. I love that about her. Yeah, she's so straightforward. She's just. Mm-hmm. She, she's one she's of your few characters. Horribly on the show who's loyal like that. and just sticks yeah. up for people she likes. And if she doesn't like you, she'll. She's fight like what exactly. Yeah, so she's always she's always been a great. And again, another character who's just like such a great character, but just kind mm. of secondary in the show. Exactly. Um, we got to hit a couple of plot points. Mm-hmm. So they all talked about they had one of those scenes that are so Game of Thrones where they all sit around a big table we'll and talk about them. a plan. Yep. Yes. Only this one was a little different because I have never seen that many characters around one of those maps. No. There have been a lot of scenes and a lot of episodes where people stand around a map and talk about like if, if, if the army goes here and the army goes, we can do this way. But it was like, 
Daenerys and Jon and Arya and Sansa and Jorah and Lyanna Mormont oh and Tormund and Davos and Brienne. accomplished? Yeah, they made a whole plan. It I was mean, it, to and me, Tyrion and Bran. I mean, there was a lot. Of, maybe it's just because there was so much happening. And to me, I it almost was taken away when Tormund at the end's like, "Yeah, we're all gonna die." So <laughs> they kept saying that's another theme. And, and then Tyrion and, breaks at the end with like, "I think we might live," which I think was like the, the punchline to all those "we're all gonna die" bits. And I hope that's true. But there was definitely like there was so many people at that table that I was almost like, "Can they make a plan?" Because I feel like there's a lot of opinions that could be happening there. But it worked out pretty okay. But you're you're right. It was a very Game of Thrones scene. Like, like you can't not have that scene. Like that. Like the, like that may be the game. It, it's been so. It's been so, so many versions of that scene over the oh, eight yeah. years of this show. Oh, yeah. People are planning stuff. And in this case, we just, talk about, we just got to talk about their plan for a second. Because, yes. you know, it's not as interesting as the emotional stuff, I think. But we do. We should touch on it. Yes. So their plan is to use Bran as bait. Mm-hmm. He is a three-eyed raven. He's with the Night King's mark. You marked him, you jack and weed. <laughs> um, he can see where he is. So Bran's going to be in the Godswood. Yes. And they're going to hope the Night King goes to kill him because killing Bran is tantamount to killing the memory of the world. Ki- that was such an intense quote. With it, with that and also what Sam said, too. Like, isn't that like what death is, in a sense? Like, Yeah, he's getting philosophical there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, real deep. It's like, Sam, you got a philosophy PhD. That's great. Good for you. I mean, he, he's been around books long enough. I guess he feels like yeah. he's got it. But <laughs> but no, he got real deep for a second. But I I can see why the Night King would be going for that. But it's will, would he fall for it? Is obviously the biggest question of all. Yeah, that is a well. I'm, and then again, I, I think that's why we have to know. We have to hear them talking about that so we yeah. can know kind of the geography of the battle, which would be important right. for next week. Um, hope it works out. I, I liked Tyrion wanting to know about Bran's weird ass story. I that must have been a fun it. conversation. And especially when Bran's like, mm, like it's a long time, and like Tyrion's like, what else do we have to do? Yeah, yeah. There's literally nothing else. So, Rip. yeah, please tell me everything. Okay, the other two big moments we discussed, there were so many good moments. I loved, um, I, I really liked the Davos Gilly bits where they were laying oh, the out soup. Talk? Yeah. The whole like to, thing with the little girl. To the little girl. Who's like who was like Who was, oh, clearly supposed to be a Shireen analog. Such a with, the, with the scar on her face. That, that little girl's, that little girl's voice, her accent, everything got me in the feels. And I was like, I was like, that's Shireen. And Davos was like this close to like breaking down. And then thankfully Gilly came in and was like, you can protect us in the crypt. And Dobbs was like, thank you, because that girl 100% was going to die <laughs> if she was yeah, actually out. I mean, 100%. you're brave and everything, but yeah. fine. Um, God, okay. Uh, Sam giving Heartsbane to Jor. That was a cute moment. That was yes. fun. Jor and Lyanna Mormont. So many little character beats in this one. I think it's also interesting where it's like you, for maybe a millisecond, you forget the connections that people have. Like, yeah. that's, that's... Like their cousins. That's, like their cousins. Yeah. They're cousins. And you go, oh, wait, that's right. So I, <laughs> that's also what I love about everyone coming together at Winterfell, is everyone's, like, coming together that you didn't think would ever see each other or meet each other. But, no, that Sam moment with Jorah was really sweet, too. Also, Jorah with... Oh, it really was. Sam's been killing it this season. He was great yeah. last episode, too. John Bradley, like, the whole thing about... Um, you know, like, he, he wants to fight. He can fight. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, he is more of a book guy. And he's like... Yeah. This is my family's sword. It's Lyran Steel. I can't hold it upright, so maybe you should have maybe it. Maybe you should take this and like take it onto the battlefield. And exactly. you know, he's given it to because Jorah's father was Sam's commander in the Night's Watch, and now it's yeah. it's a whole it, it, it's a whole thing for that. Yeah, all the connections. So Every, connections. Oh, everything's coming around this time. And this sure. was all in Winterfell. There was yeah. no King's Landing or anything, so it really was focused down on these small beats. And uh, by the way, I completely agree with the uh, commenter Tushar Sharma. This episode was to make you fall in love with every character they are going to murder in episode three. So, yes. Yeah, basically. 100%. That's exactly what's going to happen. Okay. 
Well, there are two big points we have to hit, mm-hmm. which are Daenerys' Sansa talk. Daenerys and Sansa discuss yeah. things. And of course, Jon tells Daenerys the truth. Yes. About himself. Which one should we hit first? I, I think we'll go in order. I think let's talk about okay. Sansa and Daenerys. So. That. <laughs> go ahead. Just tense. It was really tense because I think um, uh, we were discussing a little before we started actually going live here is that it probably wouldn't have made sense to anybody at all if these two like walked away as best friends. Yeah. Like, and so I, there, there was a they lot did of, come together a bit. They came together for a minute. And like they even have fun little jokes. I loved the joke that Daenerys has about uh, I was with someone else and he was taller. Give me a little talk about Khal Drogo Khal there Drogo, for a yeah. second. But I... I thought it was realistic and I appreciated that because it's, I, you know, exactly what happened is that Jorah was like, you need to go talk to Sansa. You need to go talk to, you think? Probably. I I feel like that's what he was like saying to Daenerys a moment ago where he was like, here's one other thing. And he's he's starting to be that advisor for her. And he's like, maybe you should go talk to Sansa because you've been kind of like, it's been a little tense between you two. So they go and have their conversation. And if I'm Daenerys, I'm thinking, I'm going to go talk to this sister, get, good mm-hmm. with her because I need every ally I can yeah. have. So they have a great conversation. Everything's going great. But Sansa being Sansa, I 100% was not surprised when she brought this up, when she's like, what happens to the North when we're done? And then Danny like a hold in her hand it, and takes it off at the, the very just, end. Yeah. It's like slowly slipped away. It's like, mm, maybe we're not BFFs anymore. That was, that wasn't surprising to me because I feel like Sansa's always been looking out for the North. Totally. And, and, herself and, and just... she has to ask that question because very quickly, things, things will quickly happen where a battle could happen. If they win, the next thing it's dealing with Cersei. And then after mm-hmm. that, it's like it could very quickly turn into Daenerys takes the Iron Throne and all this stuff happens. And, and the exerts North, her will on the North. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like Sansa's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to ask this question right now because I know my brother wouldn't ask it. Yes, because she, he's she knew like he wouldn't. Yeah, he 100% knows that like he's got Gaga eyes over you. So I got to ask the big question here is what happens with our independence? And that was extremely tense. It was also like they were tense even obviously from the start when they're having that meeting going over things with Jamie Lannister. And so it's yeah. like, oh, I agree with you. Oh, wait, no, I don't. The iciest of stares happened. And then she, them. when they stand up, she leaves. The, I liked that. Like she left the room immediately. Yeah, someone was like, bye. <laughs> like, she did wait for Danny to stand up. You wait for the queen to stand up before you leave. But then but she then walked right Nobody out. else was moving. Like, she's the only one who's like, bye. It was just, it was so icy. It was so tense. So like that conversation that they have afterwards, it's, it doesn't surprise me. But I also feel like that that's going to be interesting how that whatever that relationship is, how that develops between those two, because there's clearly, they're not, they're not cool on many levels. I mean, I was, uh, so I've had people on winners coming, just people talking about how that will, how that will all resolve. Cause mm-hmm. last week was a big point that Sansa and Danny are not seen eye to eye. Yeah. That Daenerys wants to be queen. Uh, Sansa is like, uh, no, thank you. You, mm-hmm. you know, you killed your father, killed a lot of Stark people. And also, right. m- I think with Sansa is always that she went through so much crap, like mm-hmm. being kind of shuffed around by this person, this person uses a yeah. pawn, this game and this game. Obviously with Ramsey Bolton, she was literally violated in a horrible, horrible way. Yeah, exactly. But at this point, she's she's determined to never not be in control again. It's basically my my oh, theory of Sansa. that's a good point. That's a great point. Like after everything she's been through. Like she's, it's just not going to happen. So that's why she's resistant to someone like anybody mm-hmm. having power like, she wants to be in charge because only that way can she be in control. 
So it no, makes, that's a safe. I mean, that's a safe way to go, especially as you said, everything that she's experienced, which is just complete, not in control at all, and powerlessness exactly. for like the first half of the show, basically. And she, and I think she's seen how even if you if you give someone an inch, like with Baelish, mm -hmm. how that could go wrong really quick. So yeah. she's like, I don't want to make that mistake ever again. So no, I agree with you. That makes total sense. Yeah. So of course she would be. So and I was a little afraid that they would completely make up. Which, Which would be super like dragon, like flying on dragons, cheesy. <laughs> like flying on dragons. The dragons were nowhere in this one. They so. weren't at all. I, I'm a little worried for them on the side because it's super cold. So yeah. I, I'm like, are they okay? Because like they're cold blooded. So I hope like they've got something warm to like help them out. I but mean, they literally have fire inside them. So I, I hope I hope that helps them enough. I hope I hope <laughs> they're good with that. But no, we didn't see them at all. But it, there was enough fire intensity going on between those two. In that meeting, for sure. So, yeah, I, I'm glad that that was unresolved. There's still some tension. Because, yes. I mean, we have another, like, more than half the season to get through. Like, it has mm -hmm. to go somewhere. Right. Um, so, I'm glad that was. The other thing that wasn't resolved, and kind of in a similar way, was when John told Danny the truth. In both situations, yeah. like, Danny takes the hand off Sansa, and then the maester comes in and is like, hey, you guys are needed. And then they don't right. get to talk further. And then, with John and Danny... John tells Danny his true origin. Yep. And then before they can really talk about it, you get three horns. The White Walkers are here. And so they, they, we they, have to come back to this. No, they definitely have a look at the end like, Ooh, we need to keep oh, yeah. talking about this. But humanity might be extinct. So we should deal with that first. Maybe we'll deal with that first. That's <laughs> actually what surprised me is him telling her. Yeah. Before the battle. Maybe that's, that's, I'm not surprised that she was ever going to find out. I, I knew he would tell her eventually because oh, it would get out somehow. It would, it would get out somewhere. I and, thought it was going to leak. So I was wrong. Ooh, that would have been. Like that Sam would leak it because he was kind of mad. <laughs> Sam, Sam just like out, just spreading. He, he is doing like his to thing. Sansa, I thought it would be like Sam would leak it to Sansa and she would get it out. But no, he just, told no, her. he just told her. And I, but I am surprised that it was, it was revealed to her before the battle mm -hmm. because I feel Basically, that with so much that's about to happen, you don't want anything, you anything awkward, any issues, any of that getting in anyone's mind before a huge battle. So, like to reveal that at all to anybody, right? It was kind any, of poor timing. Didn't make any sense. But, I, I just but, thought but it was because it that, that he was in the crypts and he was in front of his mother's statue, like and, and she's asking, like, "Who's that?" And he must have just been like. I mean, uh, it, it seems like the universe is handing me this opportunity on a platter. Like, I can't yeah. not do this. Well, well, I mean, also TV, because we want well, it to be also TV. I mean, of all the places he's going to stand, he's standing in front of Lyanna Stark's. Like, of all the places he's standing. Well, of standing. course he is, because he's because he just got this information a week ago. Yeah. So now he's, he's curious about her, too. He's he, getting all broody. Oh, he's doing his he's, thing. He's the broodmaster. He's like, Mom, what the hell? Just why can you have not died in childbirth, I guess. I guess it doesn't make any <laughs> why sense. Why could to you have her. not done this? Why, why did you die giving birth? To I mean, he's. I think it makes sense that he'd be curious about his newfound oh, mother now. No, I mean, I'm not surprised that like he would like be down there, maybe even mm. like praying or, or seeking some kind. Maybe he's thinking some prophecy is going to come to him, like with Bran, maybe. Yeah, no, but but that was that was definitely a moment. And I will say something that's interesting with Daenerys there is, obviously, we know it's true. But uh -uh. I, but I thought it was interesting when she starts to bring up to him, like, "Oh, you're you're not at all suspicious that this information came to you from your brother mm -hmm. and your best friend." Like, basically, Which, you know, yeah, legitimate questions, with legitimate questions. But admin, but we all know the truth, so mm -hmm. we all we all know there's like there's no like hidden something going on here. Like, it's 100% true. But yeah. that those questions from her, and then her like the very last thing she says, we're like, "Oh, you might have." You, you're the one who's going to get the Iron, Iron Throne. Throne yeah. 
that was laced with both like, oh, this is actually a thing. And I am pissed. Like I am pissed. You read it as pissed? I read it as I am. This is not okay. Like I am not okay with how this is about to go down because I think if they'd had like a few more minutes down there, she would have said a lot of other things, but I mean, I think that again, like if you're a TV writer, you, you leave that part of that because you know, we're all going to wonder. Oh yeah. By the way, really quick commenter, Julie Davies, who is a great, uh, who's number one fan. So I was on the turn of the show. I was glad John told Danny he was too much on him not to do the right thing, which is true. John always blurts out the truth. He said that a lot. No, that makes sense. Like at the Dragon Pit um, meeting. He just, that's just the way John I mean, he's an honorable man. So I think that makes sense that he would say it for sure. But again, I was just a little surprised right before a battle he's going to do it. But but I could see what, to your point, like he's standing there in front of the statue. She's talking to him. She's like, oh, I always, I can't believe that Rhaegar, like, (laughs) he he used to sing and give money to the poor. And then he's like, he's I just got to complete this sentence. Let me just exactly like Mad Libs. Let me finish this for (laughs) you. So, okay. Well, uh, so you think that she was angry, which is certainly a, I mean, again, they they, they left it ambiguous. Oh, totally. Maybe not like angry. Like I want to kill you or something like that. But I think she's definitely frustrated. Well, the big question is, where does that go? Like, do they end up like uh, uh, on a scale from we get over it and we, or Danny like just lets him rule as king, which is like the mm-hmm. the most magnanimous could be. To right. we actually fight each other for the Iron Throne in the last episode. Right. Somewhere in between there is where this could go. I no, I think so. I'm, you know, I don't know. This is tough because part of me is like, oh, like she loves him, and like they're never gonna fight. But that's never stopped her before with people that she liked or cared about. I mean, she cared. Intensely. She banished Jorah. Jorah, exactly. So I feel like she's getting that. pretty mad at Tyrion in this one. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like at the end of the day, the Iron Throne is is her love. Like that is Ooh, that is that's a true power love? is her love. Uh, it's always been that for Daenerys, that's and a good so line. and and honestly, if I were to like get into her mindset for a minute, I'd be like, you know what, that was a good that was a good you know whatever time with Jon Snow, but I'm here for my throne. Like, and if that's going to get in the way of the throne, then peace. I think that will be the tension. Like, that's the question of how she's going to have to work out, what he's going to have to work out. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Me too. I'm looking forward to seeing whether it disrupts this battle they're about to have. Like, there's icy stairs going on across, like, a battlefield or something. Even though, like, I admit... Or I don't know. Oh, what? Okay, this this isn't going to happen. Like, the worst case scenario, she's, like, flying on a dragon over the battlefield. John's down there. (laughs) She's like, you know, what if I just dropped a rock on him? (laughs) <laughs> what if my uh dragon accidentally, accidentally lights this area on fire where Jon Snow <laughs> is? It could very well be like that, but I I I feel like obviously these th- those two have to make it through because we have to have some like post battle conversation about what that's going I mean, again, to be. You know what's really great? Like we know the next one is, is a giant battle. Yes. I have no idea what the final three episodes are. With the with the final what could be happening after that battle? Yeah, I, mean? I really don't. Uh, it's just a lot of walkers. Walking and those around. are all really long episodes. <laughs> those are like hour and a half episodes right. after that. Do you? Fe- I mean, do you feel like the the Battle of Winterfell's episode that's it, or any of it extends into episode four? I think the, the Battle of Winterfell the next episode is the longest episode in the history of the series. Mm-hmm. It's like eighty two minutes. If they can't do the whole thing with that, <laughs> right? No, I, that's a they got some issues. I think it'll be the whole thing next time. But then, but I after that, I do not what's know what's happening. 
Which is why I feel like that gives you a good idea of like, yes, of course, got it. People are going to die. We know that. But I feel like it's a lot of what occurs after the battle and dealing with Cersei, like if anything. I mean, all of that makes sense. Or it's that they somewhat defeat them. And well, this this might be like, I don't know how founded this could be, but we didn't see the Night King like during that lineup of the White Walkers, like right. right at the end. So there's this weird part of me that wonders, is he even there? I mean, does the smart he, thing to do would not be there. Uh, that's what I'm thinking is I'm wondering if he does a fake out and like, right. he, and like he has his like whole, like he has part of his army there, but he goes off to do something else or whatever it else that he needs to do to take over. Like there's a part of me that wonders like, yeah, I, I obviously am smart enough to figure oh, out God. that they're, they're, they're trying to wonder if he kills brand next week. I mean, there's him as bait. It's possible. He outsmarts them somehow. I, I mean, can. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he does it. You ask. That's what you want. <laughs> exactly. But I wouldn't anyway, be surprised. Yeah. What a, uh, really quick before we wrap up. Um, I loved Arya and the Hound. I, I loved yes. that. Yeah, they're just great. I mean, just any, that any actor is so natural. Rory McCann. Yes. Um, just uh, you used to not be able to shut up. Now you're a freaking mute. Come on, give me something. They I know, especially like when he was drinking and stuff too. I expected something more there, but any scene between them is perfect. Yes. And um, Nancy asked, uh, brings up a uh, Melisandre and Varys. They're going to come back at some point, or Melisandre will. We know that. Mm-hmm. Don't know where she is yet. Oh, God. And I think uh, no matter what happens, this episode was necessary to, mm-hmm. again, like the one commenter said, remind us of how much we like these characters. So right. we can kind of get reacquainted with them and reestablish the stakes before they start to die. Which I think true. is coming next week. Oh, it's coming. I, I really hope that some of my favorite people don't. I mean, there, there's a weird... Well, actually, no, I sh- I'll say this. Obviously, I don't want like anyone to die, but there is a messed up part of me that's really excited, like I said before, to see Walker versions of some yeah, of these people. Because which, again, I, will happen. I, I just need to see it. I need to see... Like, 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 like Tormund, like, if he became one... I mean, his eyes are already blue, so he could. he's already got some of the part to play but i think mm-hmm. like seeing any of anyone turn into a white would be like what if like they somehow get to the crypt and like everyone in the crypt like gilly and all the kids and all the women down there like that that could be super depressing mm. i know i know i'm dark and depressing you know, it's <laughs> awesome that they haven't used that pulled that card before like this has been a show us a long time no one no one we know has become a zombie like that we really care about like, like well, no no one we know like we've never seen like a zombie we know it's all been faceless, random, long dead white I, people. Well, I think the only one that I mean, I I say like barely know, like with Hard Home, like we had like just oh Carsey, I guess you're right. Yeah, like but I'm talking, but I get what you're saying, like that we really know, like if we were to see like Cersei or so, like I like something crazy like that. Which again, it's just a card they have to play. They have on a to. show and if they don't, where I'm there upset. are zombies. They just have to. I will be upset if they don't do it. <laughs> one last note, I'm also impressed that. Um, we're two episodes in to the John Danny know what's happening and mm. no one's brought up incest. Mm-hmm. Like no one's brought up the fact that that's where it's all been about. Like It's all been about the Iron Throne and how that's the problem. Yeah, I like, like how... Isn't the nephew aunt thing a problem too? Well, I like how like he, like he was more like shocked that it was a, that it was just that. Yeah. And she, yeah, like her very first, but like I said with Daenerys, it's like power, which is what she hears about the most. So she's just like, wait, you, you could take the Iron Throne for me? Like, but... Yeah, I, I'm kind of waiting for that to occur, but 
give I, and I know you've talked a lot about this autonomy take the black but incest on this show yes. it just seems to be like an underlying like yeah it's bad <laughs> I blame this show for normalizing incest on television it's, it's messed up the fact that like people are just all day about da- Danny and John I'm like do you not understand what their relationship is but that's normalized, <laughs> yeah exactly and uh, I know I can't I know I keep adding on things to talk about, but just one last thing. Um, I was unexpectedly emotional about Sansa and Theon getting back together. Mm, they've been through a lot. They've been and, through a uh, lot, and there's some feelings. It was great. I feel like there could be a little bit of feelings happening. I they don't, did have a shot of like them looking at each other while I'm they're just, eating soup. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's just play, like one of those like playing for the fans kind of a scene. Like the show is just like we know like people are going to think this about these two, so we'll give them that for a moment to make them speculate. I don't know if that's what it is, but. Then there's a creepy part of me that remembers like everything that happened between Theon and Sansa before they were okay. Like right. was, all of that with the Bolton stuff, all of that just makes me go, I don't think those two should actually be together. But then again, they they they, they, they have that trauma in common. Maybe they can help some work through it. <laughs> they just go to therapy together. They Westeros therapy suffered under the hands of Ramsay Bolton right. quite a lot. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe that's their. I don't know. Maybe it's their connection. Who knows? I was moved when they reunited. Because, oh, I, I was mean, too. The hug was very sweet. They helped each other get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Like they sprung each other. And Theon's one definitely changed so much for the better. Again, so I, change. Gotta underline that. <laughs> themes. Hashtag themes. themes. Exactly. Okay. Any other thoughts about this episode, Shirari? Um. I don't know if this is something we need to get too deeply into because I feel like it's been a. Th- a fan theory for some time that people are worried about Tyrion in season eight, but I'm worried about Tyrion because the, from everything I'm seeing, it doesn't seem like Daenerys is too happy with him as her advisor. And despite her being told by Jorah, like, Hey, like, you know, people make mistakes. I'm Jorah Mormon over here. I made my mistakes. I'm like, you <laughs> kicked me out for a while. Uh, but I, I'm just worried for Tyrion's safety and what's going to happen with him. I either feel like he'll be in the crypt and something bad's going to happen in the crypt because he's down there or B, he'll survive. But at some point, Daenerys is going to be like, you know what? You're a crappy hand and I don't want I mean, she anymore. did give a whole speech about how great his brain was um, at that council meeting. But I wonder if that was it. just like a subtle, like, I just don't want you on the battlefield. Like, I, I know, I, I feel like it's true. Like, he does have a great brain, but I just wonder if part of her was just like, I just don't want to deal with you on the battlefield. Yeah, just yeah. go hang out in the crypt. So, so maybe so maybe Danny is contemplating um, going against both uh, Jon Snow and Tyrion. Maybe. I mean, maybe there I, are two I, rocks to drop. <laughs> two rocks to drop in different places for sure. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode next week. I'm very excited. Although I, I, I really enjoyed this one too. And we will be back next week. Same time after the episode on Sunday to talk about what will probably be a very emotional, very emotional. Uh, I'm wearing black now, episode. but I think we'll. Everyone needs to be in black next week. So anyway, thanks for watching, everybody, and we'll be back next week. We'll also be on uh, this Wednesday, take the black live at Wednesday at 4 p.m. here on the Facebook page, Central Standard Time. And we're back next Sunday, right after the episode, at take the black react to react to the latest Game of Thrones episode. Thanks for joining us, Sharon. Thank you. Okay. Nice, everybody. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.